Welcome everyone to the HSO Dynamics Matters Podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonnan, and today I've beamed Microsoft's Global Sales Director for Dynamics 365 Mixed Reality, Anna Wait, in for a futuristic chat around all things virtual reality, augmented reality, and mixed reality. Well, I say futuristic, but as you'll soon discover, businesses are benefiting from this advanced technology today. So grab a brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? <laughs> oh, definitely coffee. How do you have it? Uh, they're extremely strong, pre-12. <laughs> and then I have a strict no caffeine rule after my two extremely strong cups. <laughs> What's the rule based on, is it? My uh, my ability to, to sleep at night time um, <laughs> is, uh, but yeah, so I try, I do strong coffee morning and then post that it's decaf all the way through. My wife cuts it off. She has like a 4 p.m. cut off on any cups of tea because she's similar think she's similar thinking that um she'll be able to sleep later on. So I guess you're the same then. Yeah, yeah. My brain is active enough as it is. I don't need coffee. Much <laughs> <laughs> as I enjoy it. Sun or snow? Oh. Well, I'm just gonna say somewhere like Vancouver where you can get both. Ah, good call, good call. Because you've got everyone's gotta get a tan and enjoy a nice nice sunbathing warm session in the sun but then you life's not complete if you don't hit the slopes and ski so dog or cat dog definitely i i've always had both uh, as a child and as an adult but um yeah i think you get a little bit more interaction with the dog than you do with the cat pc or mac oh pc (laughs) yeah clearly Good answer. Yeah. Given that you're working for Microsoft. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, to be fair, I own both. Okay. Um, and I just can't use my Mac because I'm so used to the some PC shortcuts that it slows me down too much. All right. And you have a very interesting um, sort of focus for your, your job done you, around mixed reality. Um so for those um, listeners of the podcast that aren't quite familiar with uh, mixed reality, could you explain a little bit about what it is? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I do get this question quite a lot. Um, so if anyone is listening, then don't, be, uh, don't feel like you're alone in trying to understand this terminology. And so the way we try and the way I try and break it down is if we think about the kind of augmented reality virtual reality space first of all so ar augmented reality is very much focused on the blending of physical and digital content right and the simplest way of explaining this is if you've ever taken a photo and applied a filter so you're taking your real world and you're augmenting it with digital content so it's got a digital overlay in the enterprise space this is very much like the remote assist experience you know you're on a call with somebody you can see their physical space and then you draw annotations so you now are placing digital content that's spatially anchored in their physical world right so that's augmenting somebody's reality that's okay. the ar space on the other end of the spectrum you have virtual reality and this is um 
the scenario whereby your complete surroundings is virtual and all of the content that you're experiencing is virtual reality. It's all digital. And typically we see this more in like gaming scenarios, you know, those shooter games or in training scenarios where you're simulating somebody's environment and it's completely digital. And that's kind of the other end of the spectrum, right? And so at Microsoft, we coined the term mixed reality because when you look at our solution stack, and that's right across services, devices, applications, Mm. you know, software, hardware, you name it, we have capability that span that whole spectrum. And so that's why we refer to it as mixed reality because we have capabilities that go across the augmented to the virtual reality space. So from an enterprise or from a business organization perspective, how can you make use of kind of this mixed reality augmented and virtual together? How how can you use it practically? Great question. And it really spans multiple scenarios. But from an uh, from a dynamic standpoint, it's very much anchored around the first scenario we look at is kind of workforce transformation and focused on that training scenario. So how do I better improve somebody's understanding of a task that they need to learn or complete? So training and onboarding. The second scenario where we really see organizations adopting this is in their field service. So I've got somebody out at a site that is now trying to complete a job and they need support to understand either how to do this better they need additional context so perhaps they're trying to fix a piece of equipment and they want to see some iot data or the work instructions or get support from somebody else does it does this mean um from field services then does this mean that you could have potentially lower skilled individuals out doing higher skilled work by virtue of I don't know, say somebody's up in Scotland who doesn't quite have all of the skills and you've got the rule expert down in, I don't know, Land's End in Cornwall. You could effectively have that higher skill person use augmented reality to, to help guide the lower skill person through whatever it is that they're trying to do. Something like that. Is that sort of a scenario? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What we really see organizations doing is is driving efficiency through things like leveraging the skills of somebody that's not there. So not only does it mean that, you know, you can get people up to speed faster. So people retain 90 percent of what they do versus 10 percent of what they read. So when you train somebody with, you know, heads up hands-free training so they can actually do the task while they're learning they're going to retain a lot more so what we find is onboarding is significantly reduced one of the organizations we work with they took their their training time from one month down to one week and we've got organizations that took it down from a month to a day Um, so not only do you find we find that the onboarding process is significantly reduced the retention time is increased and then the ability for you to shift how you execute on tasks, the efficiencies of how you do that by reducing the need for to travel by an expert being um, on site or just yet leveraging skills that are in different locations. So there's, it's not just in terms of the job that they're doing right there and then, but it's actually how you get them up to speed to do that job in the first instant. What sort of tools that are you using to uh, to, to, to do that? How, uh, when we talk about uh, mixed reality, 
what is it that Microsoft is offering? I've heard of um, HoloLens mentioned um, fairly regularly, but what is how does it kind of work physically? Yeah, great question because we all we get um, quite a lot of questions about you know the devices and the cost of the devices and you know how do yeah. we how do you pick the right device? So today we have uh, a number of flavors of HoloLens. We have the HoloLens One, the HoloLens Two, the HoloLens Developer Edition, and the Industrial Edition. The Industrial Edition essentially provides additional certifications, um, which enable the device to be used in certain scenarios. Clean room compliant is is one of the major ones, um, and so both our remote assistant guides application run on the HoloLens uh, on those HoloLens devices. We also, from a remote assist standpoint, have a mobile application that runs on iOS and Android. Organizations can buy a remote assist license and essentially use that across multiple endpoints, be that on the HoloLens, on a mobile iOS or Android device. We are, so here's a little sneak preview into the roadmap, uh, in the process of developing a guides mobile solution, which will essentially take um, shape in a Power App template. So what that means is you can build a guide that is leveraged for the HoloLens and then essentially leveraging our Power Apps mobile template, pull that data through into a Power App. So in some scenarios, um, we find organizations feel that the mobile solution is sufficient for the example for the scenario that's being leveraged. Yeah. So earlier on, I touched on a training and repair scenario, but we also have assembly lines, inspections and customer service scenarios where people are adopting this technology. And in some scenarios, people say, hey, actually, heads up and hands free is not really required. It may be that they are you know, out and about in facilities and don't want to carry a device like a HoloLens yeah. or that they're looking to scale this across, you know, 20,000 field technicians and therefore a mobile solution is is more um, relevant for their particular use case. This all sounds almost slightly futuristic, um, <laughs> but is it is it something that uh, many organisations are aware of or benefiting from or using as part of I don't know the general day-to-day -day operations to improve operations. Is this, yeah, or, or are you finding it's it's kind of a growth thing, and and slowly, slowly people are starting to realise that. Where do you think it is at the moment? I could kind of answer this in in many ways. Um, first of all, let me touch on some of the benefits that we've observed. What's the economic impact of in investing in remote assistant guides? From a guide standpoint, high level, we looked at reducing errors and rework time by 50%. There's also a huge financial impact to that for, for each organization. Yeah, then we've got reducing the overall task time. So we've seen on average task time being reduced by 20 to 40%, wow. um, saving on average about 166 hours of work per user per year. And then from a manufacturing standpoint, we've also seen organizations um, avoiding lost throughput by up to 48 hours um, per line. So if I explain this statistic in a bit more detail, organizations will typically need to use assembly lines from in the manufacturing standpoint a scenario for training. Whereas if you can use uh, augmented reality, like our guided work instruction, it avoids the need to have to take that piece of equipment offline or that um, production line out for training. On the 
remote assist side, we've seen some similar uh, benefits being observed. Um, notably, we have seen organisations heavily reducing their travel costs. We've seen re uh, resolution times resolved five times faster and then overall cost savings of $1,300 per user per month. Now, we do, um, for some of our customers will be already be familiar with our business value assessments, but what we typically do with customers when we're going through the process of looking at adopting these types of technology, we do a business value assessment, and that ultimately spits out bespoke saving costs for each of the scenarios that you're looking to adopt remote assistant guides and, and in fact, any of our technology stack. So I've worked with customers where at the end we've had a report that takes out millions of dollars in cost from their bottom line based on things like first time fixed rate improvements, reduction in travel costs, improvements in, in efficiency. So if anyone is thinking about adopting these technologies, they can look at our standard ROI calculations. And then if they want to take that a step further, we can invest in doing a bespoke ROI calculation. Sounds like a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> in your question, you asked about benefits, but you also asked about the adoption. Um, so I just want to touch on, on some of those statistics. So we've seen um, in our recent reports that 90% of organizations are either adopting, piloting, or evaluating mixed reality technology. So we really see now that that there is very there are very few organizations that are not thinking about mixed reality. Right, okay. So I definitely in I've been in this role coming up for three years now, and I've definitely seen a huge transition especially given COVID. So those adoption statistics, that, that 90%, that was actually 2018 that we took that, um, we took that poll. In, since COVID hit, we've seen a huge pivot in organisations adopting mixed reality because when it goes to delivering services, trainings, you know, to end customers, not just internally, people are looking to these types of technologies to leverage those. One of the biggest emerging use cases we've seen um, is the adoption of MR as a way of delivering a differentiating customer service. So if we take Mercedes-Benz, and that's a public uh, case study today, yeah. they were the first adopters of this model where they deployed HoloLenses in the US to their 400 dealerships. So that a customer like you or I would come into a dealership, problem with their car, and need support. The dealerships would then need to call back to Mercedes-Benz to get support to help triage an issue. Instead of them doing this over phone calls and emails, et cetera, Mercedes-Benz actually gave the dealerships a HoloLens. So now the dealership just pops on the HoloLens and right there and then can triage the problem. So from a customer service standpoint, the customer is saying, you know, wow, my yeah. Mercedes-Benz are using best-in-class, you know, innovative technology to help get my problem resolved but then the and then the dealership is also then able to turn around that fix much faster and so we're seeing this adoption really um ramp up as you heard from Anna, businesses today are already taking advantage of mixed reality based tools and applications using them to improve customer engagement reduce costs and upskill workforces quickly is clearly not a fad Especially when you consider in a recent Forrester report, 90% of businesses are considering ways that it can use it to improve how they operate. 
And that's with most of Microsoft's technology these days. If you can imagine it, you can do it. And one thing's for sure, there's a lot of exciting developments coming up in the years ahead when it comes to mixed reality. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves.